your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Hawkeye Nation, to a Friday morning episode of the Locked On Hawkeyes podcast, your daily podcast covering your Iowa Hawkeyes on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, For those of you on YouTube, you are getting this episode on Thursday afternoon, so definitely be on the lookout for that. And if you are on YouTube, you see that I am joined by a very special guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the Iowa Hoops guy on Twitter. We have felt joining us on the show today, which is very, very exciting. We're going to be talking about the start of the Big Ten tournament and Iowa putting together an incredibly explosive performance that I don't think any of us saw coming. Before we get to all of that, though, I want to thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. You can find the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast for free wherever you get podcasts at and also on YouTube by searching Lockdown Hawkeyes. So before we get into it, Felt, how are you doing, man? How are you feeling after that game? Doing well, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, that was one of the most impressive offensive performances you've probably seen from a team in college basketball this year. Um, I mean, you know, the starters would have been a little bit longer. We'd have probably scored 120 or 130. Uh, obviously, we slowed down there at the end a little bit with um, all the reserves on. But just an impressive out- offensive output by Iowa today. Yeah, I mean, shooting 65% from three uh, is not something you're going to replicate quite often, but just a truly phenomenal performance. Um, I loved the fact that Iowa was able to get their starters out when you have to go play Rutgers less than 20 hour or 24 hours away tomorrow, you're able to get Keegan Murray out after 21 minutes. Um, you're able to get Patrick McCaffrey only 18 minutes, Tony Perkins, 18 minutes. Um, that's what we needed against Northwestern squad. Um, Northwestern was also not playing that poorly in that first half. I mean, when you look right. at the, the stats, they were shooting like 50% from the field, 40% from three at Iowa had a 30 point lead going into the second half. Like you said, one of the best offensive performances, honestly, anyone has ever seen. Um, what really stood out from you outside of the the shooting barrage, right? What stood out to you that was most impressive about this Iowa squad in this game? Um, I think that the thing was, I think I saw that Iowa had like 10 guys that hit a three. Uh, so, you know, we were just getting it from all over. Perkins was has hit a three. Um, his play was very good. He had, I think he had uh, six assists. Um, it, you know, did other things than just uh, shooting. Bohannon, of course, you know, hit five threes. If Bohannon hits five threes, you know, you're going to beat most teams. Um, so everyone was just, you know, you, you just got it from everyone today. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I want to talk about Tony Perkins here in a second because I think he's going to be one of the X factors down the stretch. But you mentioned so many guys got involved. Luke Laquetta got a three. Austin Ash, of course, got a three. Joe Toussaint had a three. Not a guy who normally shoots a three. Peyton had three. Peyton was looking like a mini Jordan out there. Connor, Chris, Tony, Patrick, Keegan, uh, Jordan. It was just absurd. All those guys just draining literally everything they touched was just amazing. Like you said, Iowa hit uh, 65.5% from three, 19 for 29. I mean, they had, I think, 11 in the first half. Uh, ended up being a Big Ten tournament record, uh, the 19 threes. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, if we're going to shoot it like that, we're going to be tough to beat going down the stretch here. Yeah, it, like I said, it kind of worries me a little bit going into tomorrow as we play Rutgers. Um, expectations are now sky high, right? This Iowa team – put together a very impressive February. Uh, I would argue they probably should have beat Illinois as well. There's a lot of things I have issues with that game 
Um, I don't want to blame officiating, but officiating sucked. We couldn't hit free throws down the stretch. Um, we're playing on the road again in a hostile environment. Nevertheless, Iowa put together an impressive February, a pretty impressive March. We're peaking at the right time, and we just put together 112 points in a Big Ten tournament game. Uh, now we get Rutgers tomorrow, and Rutgers is going to be quite an interesting matchup for us. Um, what do you see from Rutgers, at least from that last game, that kind of worries you coming into this game? Well, I think uh, you know Rutgers plays obviously way better defense uh, than Northwestern does. Uh, they they like to slow it down. Um, you know, Northwestern let us run. Rutgers just plays a lot more physical, a lot more tough. Sometimes Iowa has issues with that um, when you get guys that play tough like they do. Um, so hopefully you can play your game, our game and uh, try to speed them up as much as you can uh, because I don't think that they can score with us. Um, but, yeah, they just they just play way differently. And I think, what, the first game – Neither team even scored 50, I think. I don't know. I yeah, think it was 48 I, to 46. Like, okay, Iowa scored scored that entire game by 14 points. Probably our, least, probably our least scoring game of the season, I would guess. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, you know, we're a different – a little different team now than we were then. Uh, but I think so is Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers is playing really well right now as well. Uh, but I think we're just on a whole nother level. Uh, so, I think our confidence is just sky high and um, – so, yeah, I mean, you definitely have to show up and, you know, be ready to play. Um, but I think we can get it done. Yeah, that was one of the ugliest games I think I've ever seen. 48 to 46, uh, a very controversial ending to that game as well. But Iowa shot 22% from three that game. Rucker shot 15% from three. Uh, Rucker shot 35% from the field. Iowa 32%. I mean, just a truly disgusting game all around. Uh, one of the biggest issues in that game was Rutgers out-rebounded Iowa pretty significantly 38 to 29 on the defensive board, uh, 11 to nine on the offensive glass. Uh, that has not been a problem. You mentioned Iowa has changed a lot since that time. I think offensively, they kind of found their groove. We're seeing a lot of guys understand how they fit into the <laughs> offense. People are playing well together. And also we're seeing the wings do a phenomenal job of attacking the glass and going to get loose balls. Uh, it's not just Philip Bracha down there who is an undersized big in the big 10 it shouldn't just be philip bracha you now see um, obviously you always see keegan but you're seeing patrick get in there you're seeing tony perkins get in there even jordan bohannon to a degree um we talked a little bit about tony perkins you'd mentioned uh getting him involved in this past game uh what has been the most impressive from your perspective about tony perkins and his development over the last month and a half i mean obviously you've seen that you know the season pretty much changed when when fran moved jordan back to the one and uh brought Perkins in at the two. And I think it just maybe gave Tony some confidence to know, like, you know, don't worry about it, man. You're, you're going to be in there instead of, you know, coming in, making a mistake and getting pulled and then worrying about, you know, all that. Uh, he's always been, you know, great on the defensive end and comes in and provides a spark, uh, but his offense is really coming along now. And I think that just has to do with the confidence to know that he's, you know, going to be in there regardless and you can see now he's starting to hit you know step back threes and I mean if he can if he can hit from outside even at you know 35 percent or whatever it just makes his game so much better because he can also get into the lane um but yeah it just it also changed the season defensively I think I mean he's just tenacious on defense and getting into the passing lanes and uh so yeah I mean he's really playing well and it could like you said earlier it could be a huge x factor for Iowa uh, going well if he going forward if he continues that play. Yeah, Tony Perkins 
uh, last year was definitely a defensive kind of guy, right? Frame was frame would bring in that second unit and they played really well together defensively early on in the season. Tony Perkins playing well defensively, but offensively, we just weren't seeing it yet. Uh, now we're seeing him really emerge and be uh, the guy we've been hoping for at, at one of those guard positions. Iowa <laughs> traditionally has not had the most athletic guards, right? We haven't had guys who can break defenders down when they're dribbling and then find the outside guy. We're seeing Tony Perkins do that, as you mentioned, get more confident. He's also developed a, a deep shot as well. He's been able to hit a couple threes that have been really backbreaking for some teams. Another guy I want to call out is Connor McCaffrey, uh, who has uh, definitely received a lot of hate and criticism from most Iowa fans. And, and poor guy, because anytime he stinks, everyone's going to be hating on him, regardless of how well he's played as of late. But um, you, I've seen you kind of call some people out as well about Connor McCaffrey and what he brings to the table, especially against a zone defense. He does truly a phenomenal job of finding the right guys. Um, what is your thought on Connor McCaffrey? I know you've you battled some people on there who don't understand basketball about Connor McCaffrey. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just a, a coach on the floor. I mean, he's just a guy, you know, what we're getting from him right now with, with hitting shots and making threes and stuff is just icing on the cake. I mean, he does so many of the little things. He could have zeros across the board and still make an impact on the game. He knows where everyone's supposed to be on the floor from every single position. He can go, he's been guarding anywhere from point guards to centers and doing a great job. Uh, he's just so strong, so smart. He knows where every single person needs to be. And, uh, but yeah, when you, when he's shooting the ball, like he's shooting now, I think he's up to in the high thirties for uh, three point percentage. I mean, obviously that's just, you know, icing on the cake and he's, you know, he's just playing really well. And he's a guy that you want in March uh, just to settle you down. And, you know, just, so yeah, he, he's, he's playing great right now. Yeah. Shooting 38% from three, 40% in conference play. And over the last couple of weeks has put together some of the best offensive ratings we've ever seen for any Iowa Hawkeye in the last couple of years uh, in this game against Northwestern, a 220 offensive rating against Ohio state, 259 in the loss to Michigan, 213. Uh, those are the numbers that we don't even see from a, a Keegan Murray or a Luca Garza uh, very often. And you're seeing that from Connor McCaffrey and he's not even putting that many points up, but obviously Ken Palm does a phenomenal job of breaking things down past the analytics. Uh, I didn't get a chance to talk to you about um, how you even got into Iowa hoops. So we're going to do that here in a second, but I want to remind you all that with your new year's resolutions, it's tough to keep those going in March, especially with March madness right around the corner. I don't know about you, but I always want to grab a beer and just watch the games and drink that nice beer. Sometimes though, you want to stick to your diets, you want to stick to your health habits. And it's easy to do that today with built bars. Built bars are the protein bars that taste just like a candy bar. They're covered in 100 100% chocolate. They're amazing and delicious. And they have so many different varieties and flavors, sweet, salty, fruity, you name it, you can get it with Built Bars. And most of these Built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, plus 17 grams of protein. I eat one of these Built Bars literally almost every single day. Um, part of that is because they sent me a ton of free ones, which is phenomenal, but I also order them on my own as well. I just got the white chocolate shamrocks and I'm super excited to try those too. So if you want to keep your New Year's resolutions going strong or start some new resolutions because you already ruined your earlier ones, go to built.com. That's B-U-I-L-T.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
And again, thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure to check out the Lockdown Bracket Breakdown March 14th right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every single matchup. And Feltz, I'm excited, man. I am pumped for March Madness. It is going to be a good time. This is... I'm feeling really optim- optimistic about this Iowa team and what they can do. I feel like this might be the most well-equipped Iowa team to make a run deep in March. I want to talk about that here in a few seconds. But first, we have not had any conversations. I think this is our first conversation actually uh, verbally together. We've talked a little bit over Twitter and whatnot. How did you get into Iowa hoops, man? Like, What is your story? What is your background with Iowa basketball? Because you, uh, you have one of the best Twitter followings uh, for, for a guy who's not in media Right. Uh, for all of Iowa basketball, which is pretty impressive, man. So, yeah, I mean, it just kind of started, I would say, you know, probably back in the mid-90s when I was 8, 9, 10 years old, I would go over to my, my grandma's house um, here in town in Tipton and uh, would watch the game with her, and she she would just get me into the game. I mean, I'd sit right next to her, and she would get mad and yell and slap me on the leg and when she's excited or whatever. And just ever since then, it's just been in my blood, man. And I just have a passion for the program and it just kind of have, have grown from there. And so I've just, that's kind of what, how it started for me. I love that, man. And you've obviously gone through a couple of different stages of coaches as we all have, right? I've, I grew up in the, I was born in 1990. So I've kind of seen the trajectory of different coaches, right? The Alfred, the Licklider era, the Fran yeah. McCaffrey era. Um, what do you want to say to those who are, who get upset about Fran McCaffrey, right? Cause people are constantly any, again, I feel bad for the McCaffrey family. They literally cannot catch a break. You do something good and it's like, well, you're supposed to You do something bad. And it's like, you're the worst coach ever. You're the worst player ever. You're the worst four-star recruit ever. Um, what is your, your words you'd like to say about Fran McCaffrey and how Iowa fans probably should be pretty appreciative of what the guy does for the team and the community. Right. When I was in college it was during the Licklider uh, era and I was at every single home game of the Todd Licklider era. Um, so I kn- knew right. how, how, you know, bad it was. And when Fran got hired, you know, he's been successful everywhere he's been. And yeah, we haven't seen the, you know, second weekend postseason success like we all want. Um, but, you know, he's basically has the program back to where Tom Davis had it um, in the tournament every year. Um, you know, at least win a game. He's been in the top half of the Big Ten, basically nine of the 11 years that he's been here. And in from, I mean, when he got the job, Iowa was one of the worst uh, Power Five basketball programs in the country. I mean, you know, just in a lot of different ways, facilities, you know, wins, you know, and, it, you know, so, you know, he's just came in and <clears throat> gave attention to the program and, you know, we're a national program now. Uh, we're winning 20 games. I think we've won 20 games now for the fourth straight year. Going to go to our fourth straight NCAA tournament, I believe, if it wasn't for the uh, COVID year. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and just also, I mean, you know, he's fi- he's a fiery coach. I mean, I think that rubs people the wrong way um, with some of his behaviors in the past on the court. Uh, I think personally he's calmed down a lot with that type of thing. And for the most part, all he does is just stand up for his team. I mean – you ask every player that's ever played for him and he's a player's coach. He doesn't get, you know, down. He instills confidence in you. This is why Iowa has a great offense and a, players aren't afraid to shoot because they know that they, you know, Fran has the ultimate confidence in you. And as a, as a player, that's what you want. Um, 
so yeah, you know, in the McCaffrey family are just, you know, outstanding people, all the work that him and his wife, Margaret do, um, for cancer and raising money and, um, all that is just phenomenal. Um, and just, he's brought the alumni back, which I don't think was always done under Alford or Licklider. Uh, Iowa basketball is just a family again. And, uh, so yeah, we should forever, ever be grateful for Fran for, um, bringing the program back to, to where it is. Completely, completely (laughs) agree. Uh, I've had, Jordan Bohannon on, I've had Josh on, I've had Patrick McCaffrey and Philip Abracha. Um, all I've heard is phenomenal things about Fran McCaffrey and what what he does and, and what he instills in the program. I had Bakari Evelyn, who uh, got recruited by Fran multiple times throughout his uh, college basketball tenure, and uh, he wanted to go to Iowa to play for Fran. He wanted to be with Fran McCaffrey and speaks uh, very highly of Fran and what he does for the program. So um, really excited for this year. March Madness is is in, in full effect now. Iowa taking care of Northwestern, 112 to 76. Um, one of the things I had Trey Dempson, who was a Big Ten analyst, I had him on a couple of weeks ago, and he had actually mentioned that Iowa was the toughest team for him to ever play. He hated playing Iowa because they just got up the court so freaking fast. Um Against Northwestern, I know we didn't talk a lot about the game, so I want to quickly go back and then we'll go on to March Madness. Iowa was just on another level. Their legs seemed fresh. Northwestern seemed like they were – I mean, it's tough coming around from 18 hours away from a, a tough game last night against Nebraska. Um, Iowa was just running and gunning. It feels like this team has a bit more – speed and edge to it when it's actually attacking and trying to get out and transition even more so than we've seen in the past years uh, a team that's willing to go take it to the basket as opposed to just stop for a, a pull-up three um how beneficial do you think that's going to be uh against you know Rutgers against other teams in the big 10 and and March Madness and what did you see about that in North against Northwestern as well well I think the big difference and you mentioned it earlier is the guard play and we have different type of guards now um, you know, last year, obviously as good as that team was and as good as Luca was, uh, you know, we, we played a little differently than Fran likes to play. Uh, we still played fast, but you know, we could just throw it into Luca and get a bucket. Now we're, you know, pressing a lot more We're running. I mean, it's just a constant, we're just constantly attacking, constantly attacking. Um, and you saw that today, like there's just, everyone's got a green light. You just constantly attack, try to get to the free throw line, you know, and so that's when we're playing at our best. Um, and I especially think in the tournament, obviously, depending on what matchups we get, um, that's going to be very dangerous because you have, you know, the Murray twins that can do a lot of different things. And you can, Iowa can bring all kinds of guards at you with on defense and on offense with Toussaint, Euless, Perkins. Obviously, depending on mat- matchups, you can have Bohannon go off for, you know, eight threes. <laughs> Um, it just kind of depends again on the matchups. Uh, but you just have so many guys um, at this point. Uh, you know, Fran talks a lot about every year about how, you know, he has the deepest team that he's ever <laughs> coached or whatever. But I think this year it, yeah. it's actually true. I mean, there, you know, Sanford, I mean, you know, who knows what he could do with, with increased minutes. I mean, you saw it today, you know, a couple threes, a couple more baskets, uh, just ultimate confidence, ultimate green light. Uh, so you just you can get it from so many places. Yeah, and and when all that comes together, you get that output that you saw 
uh, today against Northwestern. Um, even half of that is going to win you most games in the Big Ten and in the NCAA tournament, which I want to talk about here in a second. Uh, but first, it is that time of year again. College basketball is in full effect. We have the tournament time, Big Ten tournament, March Madness coming up. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. I put some stuff out on Twitter. I put money on Iowa to hit the team total over, which I believe was 75 when I grabbed it. Uh, they hit that at the 15-minute mark in the second half, which is uh, you always love to see that. I honestly was was toying with whether or not I was going to take some some props and uh, maybe take them at like 112 even, but um, I decided to to not do that. I was like, I'm just going to be happy with the money I'm winning. Uh, you can be too by betting on Iowa at betonline.net. BetOnline remains your best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just basketball. They have everything you want. Sports waging information for all sports across the board, plus favorite Vegas casino games that you can find anywhere um, online. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device. Learn more about the trends in action at BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net, it is where the game starts. So, man, we've talked about Northwestern a little bit. I mean, this was uh, – I don't think either of us expected Iowa to just blow out Northwestern to the degree that there isn't a lot of analysis to take away. Um, the only thing I maybe could say is that defensively Iowa kind of stunk a little bit the first 10 minutes. But even after that, um, Fran McCaffrey laid into them during a timeout. Honestly, I don't know about you, but Fran McCaffrey has used his timeouts and gotten so much production coming out of those timeouts this year. It has been truly impressive to me. Um, do you feel like this year has been – arguably the best coaching job in that regards, like in-game substitution, in-game timeouts and what we've ever seen from Fran? I do, yeah. I mean, it seems like he's, you know, using his timeouts a lot better. Um, I think ever since the switch, like I said earlier, Mm -hmm. with bringing Perkins in, that just for some reason made the rotations just so much better. I don't know exactly why or what it is. Um, But, yeah, I mean, if you look at – all we lost this year or from last year or whatever and, and what we're doing right now. I mean, it's just definitely Fran's um, best coaching job um, of, of his, of his Iowa career for sure. If not, yeah. his, uh, his all, his all total career. Yeah, c- completely agree. And I think it's just going to, it's going to piss off some of those Fran haters, but I do think this is the team that has the best opportunity to potentially go far in the tournament. It's incredibly crucial that they beat Rutgers to really solidify that six seed. I would say right now, if they lose Rutgers in the close game, it could be hit or miss. Um, typically, teams aren't going to drop too much further than their net ranking, which Iowa, I believe, last I checked, was was 14th, I think. Do you know? Yeah, the, either 15 or 14, I think it is. Okay. Yeah, so in theory, that puts them at a four seed. They're typically not going to drop more than two seeds below that, which puts them at a six seed. But um, I would rather just beat Rutgers, firmly put us into that six seed conversation, that five seed conversation even, um, which gets us out of playing a one or two seed in that second round matchup, which has really been our biggest issue. Um, how far do you think this team can go uh, in March Madness, given you know not getting screwed with our matchups like last year, playing an Oregon team that was just perfectly fit to play us and also rested? Right. I mean, like you said, it depends on what what seed we get. Um, if you're a six, obviously, then, you know, you're playing a three in the second round. If you're a five, you know, you're playing a four. Um, and again, it, in March, it's just I mean, I, I hate to just keep harping on this, but it's all about matchups. I mean, it's just yep. like, like you saw last year. I mean, you know, we would have got probably anybody but Oregon that day. We'd have probably probably <laughs> yeah. won. You know? Um, but yeah, I think this team has the talent and the depth and we play the type of way, uh, that can definitely see Iowa making the sweet 16, uh, this year. Um, but it's just, again, it's just so hard to, 
tell you can have an off shooting night the other team i mean it's just a one and done thing you know and so but i definitely think you know if if it's going to happen it, it could be this type of team that you know maybe people didn't expect it um and we can make a run into the sweet 16 and then again once you get there you know it's just yeah anything can happen so yeah it's just you see a florida yeah. gulf coast or a loyola chicago going to the final i mean it's, it's absurd anything can happen at that point right should be a lot of fun um we have Rutgers coming up tomorrow uh Rutgers is an interesting team, man. They they put together a really impressive run, a very dangerous team at times, uh, beating Michigan State at home, Ohio State at home, Wisconsin on the road, Illinois at home, followed it up with a 12-point loss to Purdue, a 9-point loss to Michigan, a 5-point loss to Wisconsin, and narrow victories over Indiana and Penn State. Um, what, what would make you happy coming out of tomorrow's game, Iowa versus Rutgers, outside of just seeing a win? I think just continuing to – to play well. I mean, you know, we lost that close game on Sunday against Illinois, you know, but I wasn't really upset. You could tell that the team was still confident. And so I think that's the main thing is no matter what, we just keep playing with confidence uh, going into the NCAA tournament. Um, You know, it it would obviously be nice to beat Rutgers and get a, get another shot at Illinois uh, possibly on, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, But yeah, just, just keep playing well, man. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, any words that you want to give up on the women's team before we close out the show? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like they're going to get a top four seed, going to be have a, a home, be at home for their first two games. Um, obviously, anytime you have Caitlin Clark, you can beat anyone in the country. Um, Cezano's playing really well, uh, so I just hope that you know they can get good matchups and a good crowd, which I'm sure they will at Carver and win those first two games, and then, uh, like I said. Uh, just see what happens after that. But yeah, fun team to watch uh, for sure. Both teams are really fun to watch. I don't know how you can't be yeah. watching both the men's and women's team. So uh should be a fun March here. I love men. And my last question for you, who is your favorite follow on Twitter? Not a media person, not a player. Who is your favorite follower or follow on Twitter? Person that I follow. Yeah. Um, Man, putting me on the putting spot. Putting on the spot. Yeah. I just, I thought I'm like, I just, I had to, I was, I was going to ask you who is your least favorite cyclone, but I felt like that was too negative for today. And I wanted to keep it positive. That's an easier, that. that's an yeah, easy yeah, one yeah. for me. But uh, um, <laughs> let's see. I would say, honestly, and this is a kind of a former media member, but isn't really doing it anymore. Uh, Storm and Spank. Uh, he puts a lot of basketball stuff out there. Um, and he, I think he used to, be uh in with hawkeye nation there for a while uh but it's been a few years but he just puts a lot of basketball statistics um and different stuff out there and we always seem to be on the same page so i like that too i love it what is his twitter handle uh it's storman spank s-t-o-r-m-i-n-s-p-a-n-k i believe justin Justin van lair yep okay i'm following now all of y'all uh make sure to go follow uh, Storm and Spank, Justin Van Lair. Also, make sure to follow Feltz, a Z-Hawk 44. If you're following me, you're probably following him as uh, you are the man on Twitter. Uh, appreciate having you on, man. It has been a blast. I'm always excited to talk Iowa victories. I'm hoping there's going to be several more over the next couple of days. And Iowa fans, you can find me right here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. I'll be dropping a show after every single game this weekend, um, unless my wife gives birth to our first child, which uh, that would definitely derail any shows. So uh, I hope you all can 
can deal with that because my wife would murder me if I tried to record during that time. I um, also want to thank you all for making the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast your first listen. Make sure to make the Lockdown NFL Draft podcast your second listen. Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker, they break it down every single day um, with news and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. Several Iowa Hawkeyes in the running to be drafted early on on day one, day two, and day three of this upcoming draft. And it's free and available wherever you get podcasts at. That will do it for our show today. Have a fantastic Friday. As always, Hawkeye Nation, let's go Hawks.